This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here at the Art Hall this afternoon uh, in Uptown on 23rd Street, and I'm visiting with local artist Janet Shepard. Janet, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, so happy to be here. Appreciate it. What I thought I would do is start out, and uh, if we could maybe hear a little bit about the type of art that you create. I've seen some of it, but I thought to give people a sense of that who uh, are not familiar with you, a look to hear a little bit about that from you. Okay, yeah. Um... Well, I'm, I'm a painter, basically. Um, I've been painting for, like, gosh, I think since I was three. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I also do mixed media and um, a lot of uh, kind of handmade paper, text, um, uh, kinds of pieces as well. Um, but lately, uh, mainly, mainly paintings, I've been trying to... Um, the latest series that's in the studio actually is uh, on burlap and it's kind of off I've tried very hard to get off the square so they're you know very different shapes that are kind of dictated by the organic nature of the burlap so um, and that's a new series I'm working on um, but yeah so mainly I would say I'm a painter oh okay and then as far as or I'm curious uh, what if there's anything that you could talk about as far as what inspires you to do the work that you do? Yeah, you know, I guess I grew up in the country um, on a farm, a large farm, and um, I've just always been very drawn to nature, um, the patterns in nature, uh, spirals, a lot of influence of, like, I feel I'm Irish and Welsh. And before I even knew what my kind of ancestral origin was, I was um, drawing spirals, and intertwining branches, and um, things like that. So I've always just, it's kind of some sort of like innate kind of Celtic druid, you know, thing that's way in there deep. It's way in there deep. And it speaks to me a lot um, in my art and uh, how I create and how I see the world, yeah, so, and it's just something that I really didn't know, but as I came to um, understand more about who I was and, and who I am as an artist, and more about um, Celtic culture, and reading about all of those things, I was like, oh, these are my people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, does some of this make sense, you know, why I've been drawing spirals and spirals with arrows on the end and intertwining kinds of forms and for as long as I can remember. So. And then, I, and in fact, I was going to mention the, uh, the first piece of yours I saw is the Infinity is Orange. In fact, we're actually looking at it right now. I wish we could actually show it as well. Uh, but it really, really got my attention. I hadn't ever seen anything quite like it in terms of the, you know, this, this you know, the spiral. And I felt like the spiral really drew me in. I just found, you know, it caught my attention, and then I just seemed to kind of look deeper and deeper into that. And what I thought I would do is see if you could maybe speak to as far as the significance of that in, in terms of uh, Celtic culture and, it, and that, that specific uh, significance. Right. Well, there's just a feeling of infinite. You know, like an infinity and wisdom and like a depth of, you know, are you drawing, are you drawn in, are you drawn out? And for me, I, 
I really love a spiral with, and you're spiraling and you're spiraling out, and then you have an arrow on the end of it, which is telling me it's it's going on, you know, mm-hmm. past this square, past this certain space, um, you know, and it's continuing. And for me, life is, I, I think a lot of people, and especially in our culture right now, uh, people look at life as a ladder. You know, they view it as a ladder. It's where they have to get to, and their journey is a ladder. My journey is a spiral. My journey is a circle, hmm. you know, and, um, and when I'm at my best and when I'm doing my best out in the world and I'm remembering to be grateful and I'm bringing joy to others, I'm, I'm remembering that my journey is a circle or a spiral. So, um, and so that's the kind of feeling, you know, that I want to bring into my art when I create. And I was curious, too, when I look at that, it's, I'm trying to determine, and I don't know if maybe this makes sense or not, you know, I'm kind of, in some, some ways, when I'm looking at it, I'm looking kind of like from the outside in, as the circles appear to me to get smaller, but I don't know, I was curious when you're painting that, if you're looking at it from that perspective, or if you're looking at it from, you know, the inside of it, is it smaller, and then as the circles get larger, right. moving outwardly. And that's the great thing about art, you know, it, if, if you created something that people connect to, they connect to it in several different ways. You know, it's like, you may view it that way, and someone else is looking at it and might view it completely differently, but spirals are, are cross-cultural. I mean, mm. all different kinds of cultures have spirals as some of the base, their base imagery. And, and so, a spiral refers to so many things, um, you know, cosmic and Spheric and it's in you know our trees and our, you know vines and so and it's so based it's such a base image you know um, so it, it can lend itself to so much interpretation and isn't that's what what's wonderful about it everybody brings their own story to a piece of art and they draw their own story out of it. And I was wondering if you might be able to speak a little bit about your process overall and what has inspired you in the work that you do. Well, I think I, I tend to do series, different, lots of different kinds of series. Um, Frank Stella is one of my favorite artists, and um, you know I think I like him because he didn't stay, he started out one way, painting one way, and he explored that to what he felt was the fullest way possible. And then he did something drastically different. And he's done something drastically different many different times. Hmm. And I don't think, I think a lot of times artists think that they're in one vein and they paint one way and that that to be consistent as an artist that they have to stay in that. But that's not life. Life is variety. Um, and, and what inspires you can be very many different things, you know. So um, I'll, I do some series that are, you know, more like this, organic, have spirals in them. I do. I have another series, for instance, that um, and it's on Instagram. That is, that's very figurative. Hmm. You know, it's kind of like abstract, figurative. Um, the work I'm doing right now on the on the linen is uh, much more kind of atmospheric painterly and um, you know, I'm, I don't think there are any spirals in the ones that I've done at all so far 
And so sometimes what I do is more um, based on uh, just the process, you know, and and then I get in the process and I'm just creating and, and sometimes it's more um, reference to something like landscapes or figures or things of that nature. But I'm just exploring. I'm just I'm just exploring what I'm interested in, you know, um, at the time that I'm making a series of work. And and as people, isn't that what we do? Don't we have very many different interests? And so oh, as yeah. artists, I think we should explore that too. So I, I, you know, I love that there are several different veins, you know, and ways that I can explore what I'm interested in and paint what I'm interested in. It's very interesting. And then I, and I wonder too, kind of looking back, you know, at, at your career, uh, I was wondering as far as how you, how you would speak about your, the evolution of your work over, over the years, or if there's anything you might want to speak about in, in terms of how that, how that has changed or what, you, what you have, you're focusing on had changed. Yeah. Um, well, I think, for, you know, it's kind of, kind of has to do with um, different different times in your life, you're interested in, in, of course, in different things. And I was writing a lot of poetry for a certain period of time. And so there was a lot more text in my work, you know, was speaking to my art. And they were speaking back and forth to one another. Um, and, and art is just another language form. So, of course, you know, what you're reading, um, what your activities are, that's, they're all speaking to, you know, how and what you're painting. Um, and so, um, another period of time, uh, not too long ago, I was doing a lot of um, kind of two-dimensional pieces for, um, you know, some interior design clients that I had. And so, then I was doing, so as a result of that, I was very interested in kind of how that was the process of some of that. And so then I started to do some more sculptural pieces. Um, so. You know, I think just the work that I do as a, as a you know a commercial artist or interior designer or uh, what I do for my clients that speaks to my own personal work uh, to some extent and um, what I'm doing at the time. But um, I would say, you know, when you're when you're younger, you you have a certain knowledge base, and then. <laughs> as life, you know, lifts you up or beats you down, because it's always a mixed bag, that, um, all that, you know, makes you grow as a person, and hopefully makes you grow as an artist, and so, when you're creating, you just have a larger, it's like you have a larger vocabulary, or you have a lot more brushes, or a lot more tools to work with, you know, as you progress as a person and an artist and, and uh, have experienced more life. And then looking back at that evolution, I didn't know if there's anything in terms of how you might speak of how you have changed as a person along, along with as the work has changed as well, or kind of look, kind of taking the long view of that, or right. if that can be distilled down into, into words. I, I wasn't sure if it was. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you know, I think, um, I, you know, I've had plenty of trials as a, as a human being, as we all do, um, you 
know, things that go well and things that don't go so well. Trial, trials and tribulations, if you will. And um, I think as a person, I, I fortunately um, realized kind of early on that um, every day when I wake up and I put my feet on the floor, that it's a choice to be happy and grateful, and it, or it's a choice to not be. And I choose to be happy and grateful, you know. Um, that helps, that helps me, that helps the people I come in contact with, that, you know, speaks to my art, speaks to how I interact with everyone um, that I meet that day. So you can perpetuate, um, you can perpetuate joy or you can perpetuate the opposite of that. And, and I hope, and it's my, you know, wish every day when I wake up to, to perpetuate joy and through my art, through my actions, um, through how I treat people, and so, um, that's, I, you know, I think that's part of the journey of seeing life as a kind of a circle or a spiral. Any way that you are or that you reflect or that you, uh, treat others, that comes back around to you, and so, you know, you want, you want to give joy, you want joy to come back, so, um, so I think, I've learned that, and I think that's probably one of the biggest gifts that I've been given uh, to understand that and to try to live life out that way. Oh, yeah. And then as uh, I was thinking here, as far as the, uh, I've, you know, I've talked to several artists or interviewed several several artists, and it's always interesting to me, and I, and I found people that listen to this, in terms of, you know, I don't want to say necessarily art as it, as it is, you're using the word therapy or how it is, you know, how it helps you cope as you're talking about those ups and downs of life or those, you know, difficult periods. And I was just curious if you could speak a little bit or if you could, you know, how that has helped you as far as when you're, you know, when you're working in the studio, you know, how that, how that makes you feel or how that helps you in the moment when, when you're creating something. Right. I would say that art and the creative process and and not just art but <clears throat> any kind of creative process that you're engaged in whether it's writing creating music or, you know um, anything people can you know take cooking and it's their creative outlet Wh whatever creative outlet that is for you you know for me that's been a real anchor um, in my life so that, uh, you know, I've stayed grounded and that it has been for sure a, a wonderful coping, you know, mechanism for, um, you know, the, the, <laughs> the storms, you know, if you will. Um, but um, more than that, and I think this is the real sadness um, that we have kind of, not just in Oklahoma, but in America to a large extent, is that um, we, we have given up that, um, that creative process, that creative wonder, that visual um, literacy that um, other parts of the world have, you know, maybe if we want to just, you know, 
say Europeans and the and the base that they have in a visual literacy and, and we forfeited that here uh, to a large extent because oh, it's like this you have um, you have sports here in America and there's a massive commerce and culture around that well why is that well that's because from the time that children are very small they're introduced to sports and it's given value to them by their parents and they that's nurtured in their family and there's um, and so it's become entertainment and we're very much immediate gratification junkies as mm. well and so um, there's a whole ec economy and, and culture that's been built up around sports and it's very lucrative okay so what would happen in America if or what would have happened if we had given that kind of um, emphasis and that kind of ancestry and that kind of, um, you know, influence to our children about art. Oh, yeah. Any kind of art. Huh? Um, and we brought them up with that kind of, like, reverence for it, like we do with football. You know, what, what would that look like? And, um, and, and if so, you know, would art, you know, would artists um, have the same pay that, like, a <laughs> professional athletes have? And the same can be said for education, um, you know, uh, as well in America. And, 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 and how, would, how would our lives be different, you know, if, um, I, I would just say one of the top cures um, for humanity or the universe would be if teachers in professional sports professional athletes traded salaries. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um and so we have to we have to think, you know, um how can how can we get there? Can we can we have a cultural revolution and can we you know turn this all on its side and um and how would we do that? Well art and education would have to become entertainment to some extent, you know, and we would have to and we would have to give it, you know, some sort of reverence and some sort of you know, really instill some visual literacy in our children and, and, and some um, importance for education and reverence for education. And so those are the things that I, that I think about and um, being an artist in this particular venue, you know. And um, so when you're an artist here, you have to not only, um, you're not only creating art, but you're, in many ways, you are educating your audience. Oh, yeah. To yeah. visual literacy and understanding and appreciation of art. You know, it's interesting because I was thinking, you know, we were, uh, at first I was thinking about, uh, you know, how this, you know, as far as, as you're going through your process of creating uh, works of art, you know, how this helps you. But this has opened up my mind to realize this is also that you, I guess you can't separate that from how, you know that how that helps you in a certain way. It also helps the, as you say, the you know the audience that's looking at this and how they benefit from it in different ways. And, and in fact, your uh, this has really opened up my mind as far as that term visual literacy because it's making me think in terms of. And I guess I was going to ask you this in terms of appreciating art. You know, is that something that, that children most likely have to be at least you know taught? And I don't want to use the word taught. But maybe how they, you know, how they're exposed to that, or maybe is that? Would you say that's a skill as well? I mean, in terms of being being able to have more visual literacy and being able to slow down and stop and really appreciate. Yeah, I think 
I think most definitely it's, I mean, think of it when you're a child and um, you learn to enjoy things um, based on kind of what you're exposed to and what you're taught to appreciate and understand and value. And so um, for a large portion of society um, has no concept of how we got to where we are now in art or, or why why people paint abstractly or or why people paint in a minimalist fashion. They just look at that and you know the standard comment is like, well I could paint that or my kid could paint that or whatever. <laughs> okay, but you, there's a depth of understanding and, and where's the reverence for all of the history of, of what has occurred before it? You know, uh, there's no knowledge base there. Mm. So if you haven't that, you don't have that knowledge base, of course, that's your, that's your take on it. Mm. And um, it's just like me coming to football and I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what are, they're just, they're knocking each other in the head for what reason? I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't have any, I don't have any understanding of it. I just come in like off the street. I've never seen it before. And I'm like, what? You know, and that's the way people are with art and especially yeah. contemporary art. They have no avenue to it. Mm. They have no GPS. GPS can't get them there. Okay. Cause they don't, <laughs> they don't know. It's the, they're lost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so yeah, how how are they supposed to, you know, appreciate it or understand it or have any kind of value for it? And they don't. And that's mm -hmm. why people don't buy art by and large. It really, yeah, that's that really gets me thinking. Because I know you're using the football analogy and I'm sitting here thinking I don't really miss Well, I do that because I feel like, you know, I can get to a wider audience. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, and I like it. And actually, what I was going to say is I was thinking about how, you know, someone who doesn't know, you know, necessarily that, you know, football, that there's a technical aspect to that or a, I mean, as far as there's, you know, there's a strategic yeah, aspect to it. Yeah, there's a technical aspect yeah. to every, every game. Yeah. I mean, tennis is, I play a lot of tennis. It's very technical. It's all about spins and, you know, I played quarterback for a five football team once and just, it was a very eye-opening <laughs> experience for me. <laughs> very eye-opening experience. Yeah, I like that because I'm just sitting here thinking that, that, you, that you really can do the same thing with art. I hadn't thought about that before, that somebody can, you know, if they've never really been exposed to it and don't know a lot about the history of it and, you know, looking at the long-term view of it and how it's evolved and how it's developed and the historical significance of different periods, yeah. you know, throughout, throughout the years. Yeah, they're just transplanted in front of something that is completely foreign to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as we're sitting here looking at different kinds of abstract art, just, they would just be like, what? <laughs> circles. Those are circles on a field of color. <laughs> I could do that too, right? Yeah. Is that the kind right. of thing? Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't get it. You know, and that's the yeah. thing. They don't get it, and they don't get it, and they have no, because they have no appreciation or understanding of it, no value for it, and if something has no value to you, then you're not going to give it value and buy it, just giving mm. it value. So you have it in your home so that you can look at it and, and it's speaking to you and, and enriching your life. Isn't that what great art is supposed to do? It's supposed to enrich your life. You want it in your home. You want it hanging 
somewhere you can see it every day because every day that you look at it, you see something different in it or it speaks to you somehow differently. It enriches your life. Um, or it at least gives you pause and makes you wonder and makes you think. And so if you don't have any reference for that, then it holds some value. Hmm. So I almost wonder, can we appreciate anything truly if we don't really have any, if we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to learn something about it first? Well, you know, and I think it can, it can work backwards. I oh, think okay. somebody can walk into a space like this that's not, that's not, has no knowledge base of art, but suddenly something can strike them and they can be intrigued and being intrigued, they go backwards and they, they oh. learn backwards from that, you know, and then they, they educate themselves about it. Um, but I think that's probably much more rare than if you take a child and you give them that, you know, that knowledge and that reverence for art from the time that they were, you know, small. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not saying you can't get there. I'm not saying it can't work in reverse. I just think it's less, uh, the numbers are going to be a lot smaller. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm also thinking too, how we seem to be moving in terms of the economy and the society that, you know, there is, with all the, the advent of technology, there's a lot of more emphasis on creativity. And so I'm sitting here thinking to myself how much, how much, how beneficial this would be for kids to be exposed to this at an early age. As big as what I find, at least I find for me, that, you know, they're, again, not knowing a lot about art other than, you know, what I've tried to study and learn, is that I tend to, when I expose myself to it, I feel more creative. It seems like there's a feedback loop where I tend to be more creative when I, you know, when I expose myself to that. And, and spend time actually, you know, looking at art and, and thinking about it some. Well, yeah, and it, man, it just speaks to every part of your life. I think that if you are early on that you're given that appreciation and you um, have a reverence for any kind of creative endeavor, that that can, if you let it, it can speak to anything that you're doing. You know, you know if you're a physicist, if you're an engineer, if you're... You know, whatever it is, mm. you know, um, creativity is creativity. Okay, it, it's it travels across the mind back and forth, and so I'm an engineer, but I look at a piece of artwork and it sparks some sort of new understanding of a problem that I'm trying to solve. Mm. You know, um, so let's let that happen more. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. In fact, uh, if we could, uh, we'll take just a brief break and then come back and uh, visit a little bit about your life journey, if that would be okay. Sure. Thank you.